This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Tim, how are you doing this week? Tom, I'm giddy. We're, we're back in the same room again yeah. after uh, my recovery from COVID and... I think there was something else why we couldn't record together, but, but you know, life, hey, life got in the way, as they say. Hey, uh, life is what happens when you're making other plans. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we weren't making other plans. I, mean, I guess we were planning to, like, record together in person. And yeah, then and then guess what happened? Life happened. Life happened. Yeah, but uh, who said that? Jesus? Jesus or John Lennon? <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, the guy who's who is bigger than Jesus, yeah. if I recall. Um, Tom, what they're gonna they're gonna start burning <laughs> our records now. Um, yeah, but uh, but we're back we're back in the same room. And look at this uh, famous chemistry <laughs> on display. The, the, the air is crackling with energy. Yeah. Uh, how are you doing this week, Tim? Tom, I'm, uh, I am positively giddy. I'm happy to be here. It's been a while since we uh, recorded in the same room. Uh, are you at all uh, scared about the topic tonight? Are you at all spooked about it? Why would I be spooked about because, it? Because, Tim, we're talking, this, uh, it's Halloween month, yeah. of course. So we're talking about Boswell, no. a British thoroughbred racehorse and sire. Now, for people who don't know, Boswell was a bay horse bred and owned by the American banker William Woodward Sr., all right. First off, what's a bay horse? Huh? Is that a, a some kind of a swimming horse? Yeah. And second off, Tim, we're doing it about Roswell this week, not Boswell. Roswell. Yeah, Roswell, New Mexico. Uh. The Roswell incident. Maybe even that will be the title of the show. I thought it was about a horse named Boswell. You know about this Boswell horse? He was alive. I just want to tell you one fact about Boswell. Okay. Because I well, did a lot of research. You can't even tell me what a bay horse is. I did a lot of research. He, I can see you have a lot of notes there. He lived from uh, 1933 to 1949, <laughs> right? No, that's uh-huh. not the funny part. You want okay. to know what Boswell... Uh, <laughs> Tim, why... <laughs> Where'd you even find information about a horse that died 80 years ago? You know what his dad's name was? His dad. <laughs> the sire. Okay. You know, whatever. Uh, horses have dads. It's, it's say father. Don't say dad. <laughs> Bosworth. Oh, okay. Bosworth and Boswell. Yeah. Now, is that the- Bosworth, ki- that ends that Boswell. Shit. <laughs> it's Boswell that ends. Boswell the Boswell? Yeah, something like that. Bosworth that Boswell. Yep. And now if you can go back Crackling in time. Crackling energy. You can't even go back in time 80 years because uh, the horse's father isn't around then. You would have to yeah. go back like, I don't know, 100 years, 110 let's years. Bosworth, when Bosworth was born. No, let's not see when Bosworth was born. <laughs> Tim, it's Halloween month. We're talking about spooky things. We're talking about the Roswell incident. Yeah, you want to jump right into it. Tom, I will tell you, aside from my Boswell uh, <laughs> research. Yeah. Like I knew this was about Roswell. Uh-huh. I didn't do a lick of research because I'm not gonna. I'm look now. I'm did giddy. you just Google Boswell because you're like, what can I do to throw Tom off uh, the tracks here? This is what can I do at the top of the show since I'm not gonna get a word in edgewise for the the next fifty seven minutes. No, you'll minutes. be able to say lots of things, Tim. Hey, it's an open forum here. Mm. Hey, this is a free speech zone. Ooh, yeah. 
We're not, big on free speech here. We are big on free speech. We're not going to censor you. Come we're, here. Say whatever you want. We're big on free speech, but this is also a safe space. What? Are so, you crazy? So don't say anything that could uh, possibly offend me, Tim. This is a bit of a safe space. Yeah. I mean, what we record goes out on the internet, so that's... I think kind of like the definition of not being a safe space. Yeah. Like a safe space is when you're talking about something that's like, all right, everybody stays in here. Right. And like, nobody's going to get too mad if somebody says something, unless they say something like really bad. No, I think that's the opposite of a, sp- a safe space. Oh. I thought the way that I hear, hear it as a pejorative. Okay. Which is like, yeah. Oh, it's a safe space. You're not allowed to say anything that might be controversial. Okay. What you're saying is, mm-hmm. It's a it's a place where like we can all just freely a boys club really yeah I'm thinking of like a like a treehouse right that's a safe space do you me. think this is a treehouse uh I mean we're up on uh we're up a few uh flights uh, up a few stories yeah had to uh, climb up with uh, on boards that are nailed to the side of a tree I was friends with somebody as a kid that had a rope ladder going up to the tree house. yeah I know this guy. Those things are hard to climb. I know. And like, also, this kid and his dad, they were not architects. (laughs) We might be talking about different kids. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm just saying, uh, for any treehouse. Yeah. Uh huh. Like, come on. This treehouse is up pretty high. Is this the code? You know what I mean? Tammy was the the go go 80s. Anything went. Um,. Well, I'll tell you what. Well, like, just think of it now. Like, if mm-hmm. you had a kid, yeah, and a house with a tree mm-hmm. and some wood, right? You wouldn't and, be like and nails, yeah, hammer, mm-hmm. saw probably, yeah. Um, unless all the pieces of wood came pre-cut, would, would you uh, all of them to the to the exact? <laughs> yeah, maybe it's a kit. Would you printed. trust yourself to be like? All right, I'm going to go up in this tree and build a structure that my small child will go <laughs> in and like him and his friends will do whatever there and it won't collapse and uh, causing them to fall and break their necks. I'll say this, Tim. It depends on the tree. Yeah, I guess it does. Depend. Depends on the tree. I I I don't think I would be an expert treehouse builder, but if I could build a treehouse where it's like, ah, look, most of this is like on a tree. You know, one of those trees where maybe it's got like a bunch of limbs going out and there's like, it's kind like of a al- hand. It's kind like of a already hand a holding it. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, well, even if this collapses, they're going to fall six inches to where the tree bounce and then fall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'd surround everything with uh, uh, wood chips All right. from a different tree, obviously, not from that tree. Well, that wouldn't be structurally would, sound. Exactly. Surrounded with wood chips taken from the base of the, <laughs> the tree that I built the house in. Tim, we're not talking about tree houses this week. Yeah, uh, we stop trying be, to get though. Stop trying to get me off uh, topic here. We're talking about Roswell, New Mexico, the Roswell incident. Right. In uh, July 8th, 1947. Hmm. Now, what do you know about this? There's aliens. Um, and then uh, 1947. Yes. And then uh, 45 years later, mm-hmm. uh, wayward drummer who <laughs> recorded an album uh, after the tragic uh, passing of the lead singer of his band uh, decided to name his record label after uh, Roswell. Yeah. 
uh, you're talking about Dave Grohl. All the Foo Fighters albums are out on Roswell Records. I don't think any, maybe one other album was ever put out. Did that Verbena album come out on Roswell? No, but I think maybe something else did. Maybe yeah. that Verbena thing did. Anyway, we're not talking about Foo Fighters this <laughs> week either. Well, Foo Fighters, that's a UFO term for World War II. Exactly. Yeah. So, it all... so this is what I know about it. Mm-hmm. Dave Grohl named yeah. Roswell Records after it, and there was an mm-hmm. alien, I think. Yeah. Uh, and, as like the logo. No, 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 no. That oh, Roswell. In, yeah, in the. In that it was some sort of bay horse. <laughs> uh, so there's a lot. There, there's not really a definitive accounting of what happened, but it is, you know, known as the, the seminal, I think, uh, UFO incident. You know, you ask anybody about like, hey, what, what what's the most famous UFO crash? <laughs> or even possibly, could you name one UFO crash? Right. And it would be the Roswell incident, 1947. Now, this I didn't know, or maybe I knew, but I forgot. Um, that 1947, Tim, this was right in the middle of a big saucer craze. Sausage craze, you said. Saucer craze. In the 40s, they already had sausage. They, I know, but... You know, maybe people were like, they, hey, guess what? What year is this? Uh, 1947. It's post-war. It's like, <laughs> yeah. hey, you know what? Maybe people were like, I'm not eating sausage, that German bullshit. No, right? by then they were like, ah, we kicked their ass. I it's know, fine. exactly. So maybe there was a craze oh, I after see. the Afterwards, war. like yeah. finally we can yeah. eat sausage. Yeah, 1944, it's like, what, are we going to eat this German uh, yeah. slop? Uh, were we going to support their war effort, keep importing all these German <laughs> sausages exactly. to America? Um, no, there was a saucer craze. A lot of people saying that they saw flying saucers in 1947, which is interesting because it's often brought up as kind of a way to uh, refute this as like, ah, oh, it was just part of the saucer craze instead of a like, oh, maybe there were a lot of flying saucers in 1947. And because of that, statistically, one was going to crash and it crashed. Or maybe even two. Some people claim there were two crash saucers. Wow. Tom, can I ask you something about mm-hmm. the saucer craze of 1947? Yeah. You can. I might not know the answer. Has it been theorized <laughs> been, by anybody? I've kind of exhausted my knowledge of, of the saucer craze. I think I'm going to say something real uh, that'll really pique your interest here. Okay. Has anybody theorized mm-hmm. that perhaps the detonation of the two nuclear, uh, the two atomic bombs, yes. somehow attracted <clears throat> the uh, notice? of extraterrestrials who then uh, came here in their saucers to kind of see what was going on. Yes, that that is a uh, a theory that a lot of people uh, subscribe to. The the idea that uh, they aliens didn't really care about us until that happened, and then they were like, oh, God. <laughs> uh, we better go keep an eye on these idiots so they don't blow themselves up. Like the giant baby at the end of t- 2001. Yeah, kind of like the giant baby at the end of 2001. Um, Yeah, and it makes sense that, you know, we wouldn't really be interesting until we had developed these insane weapons and that that would be something potentially you would be able to detect from space. Um, And there's there's lots of stories about, uh, especially throughout the Cold War, of UFOs being spotted outside of, like, missile silos, uh, like 
bases where nukes are held and the systems turning off like these systems that have, you know, backup upon backup, uh, these systems that it's like, we've made it so that even if a Soviet nuke hits this base, we'll still be able to fire a nuke back. They would see a UFO outside and then all, everything would just turn off. Right. Um, which again, people think is, uh, like the aliens being like, how do we get through to it? Just turn it off. Maybe then they'll be like, oh, okay. And then they'll be like, hey, no, we should all be peace and love now. Oh, yeah. the nukes are off. Yeah, and then the 60s happen. Then we're happen. no longer under their spell. Yeah, and then the 60s happen. Um, yeah, so uh, Roswell is not too far from where there was a lot of uh, testing, nuclear uh, yeah. testing, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, so, I saw episode eight of Twin Peaks, The Return. Yeah, so the, oh man, that episode's yeah, so episode good. Rules, right? Yeah, that that whole part with the nuke and everything—that was the last episode of uh, Twin Peaks: The Return I watched. Because you were just like nowhere to go from here. Well, there was like a break, I think, after that. Maybe I don't know. All I know is that I saw that, and I went out and bought uh, an eight hundred dollar <laughs> sound system for my TV just so I could watch wow. that episode again. I thought you were gonna say you went out and bought a suitcase nuke or something. Nah. I wouldn't know how to do that, Tom. (laughs) Uh, All right. So to get into the actual incident itself, we've set the stage. It's the the saucer craze. Um, Now, why this is kind of uh, interesting and and why the saucer, the idea that the saucer craze is what caused this uh, can be refuted is that the guy who claims that, you know, this thing, something did crash there. You know, the government says it was a weather balloon. Now, it's a a military base? No, this is just like a ranch. Okay. There is a military base nearby. There is a uh, Roswell, I think, army base. Uh, But this is just some dude's ranch. Some dude's dude ranch. dude ranch, yeah. Uh, Do we know if any horses live there? Of course some horses live there. This lines up with... Uh, <laughs> the timeline? Yeah, Boswell. Maybe Boswell lived there. No, didn't he say Boswell died in the 40s? He died in 1949. Oh, okay. Boswell could have been Roswell. <laughs> he died when a, when a UFO crashed into <laughs> oh, wow. him. Oh, what a way to go. Uh, um, so this guy, Mac... Uh, I think it's Brazil. B-R-A-Z-E-L. Brazil? Brezel? Brezel? Brezel, probably. Max uh, Brezel. Mac Brezel. Mac Brezel. Technically, his name was W.W. W. Mac Brezel. <laughs> what? He was <laughs> an early adopter of the World Wide Web? <laughs> well, back then, it was just a, a, a wide web. And then later on, they decided, we should add another W. It should be the whole world, the wide oh, yeah, world. that's true. So W.W. W. Mac and, yeah, Macintosh computer at all. Oh, mm. boy. Dot biz? Dot, dot, dot biz. Brazel. Not too far off. Uh, Mac Brazel. This, so he lives on this, uh, you know, ranch, and it's secluded. He has not been in town at all. He doesn't have, like, a TV or phone or anything. He comes into town, and uh, it's, like, maybe 10 or 11 days after, I think, that the, the saucer craze is really happening. Mm-hmm. He comes into town, I don't know, buy milk or something. Hey, he probably has his own milk. He probably had to buy a yeah. newspaper. He probably doesn't have a newspaper. Uh, 
the, the ability to make a newspaper. Yeah. Maybe he was just going, you know, maybe he was at the local uh, tavern. Uh, He could have been, yeah. I imagine this was like early in the morning, but you're, it could have been later at night. Yeah, maybe he you could have a been problem. drinking yeah. early in the morning. I mean, it was after the war. I don't know if he was in the war. He yeah. might might have uh, you know, problems that he came back with. So um, maybe it was his birthday, and he just wanted to have a nice time. <laughs> it doesn't mention if it was his birthday or not, but uh, <laughs> it didn't mention, mention if it was his birthday, and he wanted to get started drinking at seven a.m. <laughs> Just he, one day a year, it's just what he liked to do. No, what they mentioned to him is that he goes into town and he hears people talking about the the saucer craze. Yeah, and and get this, he hears about this and he goes, "Oh, everybody's interested in this. A UFO crashed on my ranch three weeks ago. I'll go get it. I'll go get the debris." What the hell? Yeah. So it didn't really uh, like occur to him seemingly to do anything about this until he heard. Uh, that there was a saucer craze, and then he called the army. They came. That's out. his first mistake. Well, so the army put out. I mean, have you ever seen ET? You never. The, as soon as the ar- army comes, Tim, he hadn't seen ET. It was uh, 1947. Huh. ET was uh, 40 years away. Yeah, 35 years away. It's a shame. I don't even know if Mac if Mac uh, Brezel got to see it before he died. I don't know when he How died. How old was Mac? I don't know. I just assume anybody that owns a ranch is an old man. Yeah. But I guess this is probably back when, like, you know, like having a ranch was like a way to live a life. And it wasn't just like, ah, everything's all dried up now. Uh, The world's moved on from old W.W. Mac Brezel. Yeah. So it could have been a thriving (laughs) ranch. Yeah. It could have been. Maybe that's why he couldn't get away. Cows and. He, bay had, horses. he hadn't heard about uh, the saucer craze. He was too busy at the ranch. So he, he calls the army. He didn't have to hear about it. He saw it. What? The, the saucer? saucer craze. He didn't know it was a craze. Ah. Um, he thought this was an isolated incident that didn't merit him <laughs> bringing it up the to army anybody. or anything. <laughs> like, ah, everybody's interested. I guess I should call the army. Uh, so he calls the army. And now this is why... To this day, this is still such like a hotly debated uh, topic in ufology. A hot topic. Ufology. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the army put out a press release saying, hey, we've recovered a flying disc. Mm. And then the next day, they put out a new press release, or, or not even a press release. They had uh, reporters and everything, and they were like, oh... No, we screwed up. We didn't recover a flying disc. It was a weather balloon. Mm. So the fact that they initially put that story out, basically the the people Who that was po- running press for the army at that. You don't have to say anything. Well, I think the I think that's where this theory comes in that basically it was you know the local army base was like, oh, hot damn. A flying saucer. Let's put out a press release. Yeah, let's cash in on this craze. <laughs> and then it it went to higher ups, and they were like, "What are you out of your mind? Yeah. Tell them it was a weather balloon." Um, but there's uh, you know, there there's a lot of uh problems with with the story, and and also a lot of uh, a lot of different versions of the story, even from old Mac himself. See, I I don't think. Old Mac is a is a reliable guy. I I need Why to know. Why do you think that? Just because, like, 
I don't know. He's an old man on a ranch. I don't know anything about Mac. Mac Brezel. Brezel. He got uh, thrown in jail not too long after this. And For what? I don't know. Uh, I I didn't find that, but um, the the theory again is that you know the government was worried about the mounting hysteria that could be caused by this, and part of the way they uh, you know dealt with it was uh, throwing old Mac in jail. Now. There are people, in particular... Uh, you don't know what Mac's uh, wife's name was? What? Maggie. Mac and Maggie. Mac and Maggie. Maggie Breslin. Mac was no spring chicken. Although, that might have just been <laughs> the way that like 35-year-olds <laughs> looked in uh, 1947. Yeah. He doesn't look that old. I mean, honestly, he looks like he could be in his 40s, but just, you know... Like a rough... 45. Well, Timmy was out on the ranch all day. He was in the hot New Mexico sun. Yeah, he had uh, skin like... Uh, what's his face? Robert Redford. <laughs> Robert Redford? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's got skin like leather. I don't think you know who you're talking about. Robert Redford? Yeah. Yeah, uh, like modern day Robert Redford. <laughs> okay. Our friend... Uh, Met Robert Redford one time, shook his head, and uh-huh. said it was like uh, his ha- his skin was made of paper. <laughs> wow! All right. Well, I guess when you're famous, you can get those kinds of uh, operations done. Get, <laughs> get yourself some nice paper thin skin. I want paper hands. Don't you know who I am? <laughs> I thought you were gonna say it was like an old, uh, well oiled baseball mitt. Yeah, no, it was just like crackety crack. <laughs> it tore. <laughs> Uh, <coughs> why did we start talking about? Oh, uh, yeah, Mac. So Mac's son, mm-hmm. neighbor, and uh, the son of a newsman all attested, uh, like much later, that they saw this debris, and that some of this debris just kind of didn't make sense. Right. There were these little tiny metal I beams that had uh, engravings on them that they said looked like hieroglyphics. They were not uh, a language that anybody recognized. Mm -hmm. And that there was also this tinfoil-like material that was super strong. They could not rip it or tear it or anything. And when you'd crumple it up into a ball and then let it go, it would instantly spring back to its original form. That's fantastic. Imagine having that. (laughs) Just having it as like a desk toy or whatever. Yeah, I think that'd be a really good fidget situation. Yeah. Well, I'm sure. I bet, uh, hey, get that in the hands of Mr. David Copperfield. He'd he'd build a whole (sighs) trick around it. Yeah, even think about the the advances to the magical arts that this kind of stuff could lead to. Um, But... No, the the government took it away and said and gave them uh, like a pile of sticks and some like mylar balloons, and they were like, "Hold this up and uh, tell everybody this is what you found." Huh. You know, we're gonna have the press come in; they're gonna take pictures. And uh, did they use that little uh, uh, mind, mind eraser from Men in Black? Yeah. Now that movie hadn't come out yet, Tim, so they didn't uh, know that kind of thing existed. <sighs> No, I mean, instead of having a mind... 40s were wild. <laughs> Nothing was out. I think instead of having a mind eraser, they they were like, look, we're just going to scare the shit out of you. 
uh, you know, it's 1947. You're a ranch hand. All of a sudden, like the government, the army is coming. The military yeah. is coming down on you and saying, well, and they just hit him with a hammer and say, well, they put him in jail. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're just saying, hey, look, uh, you want to help your country, right? Don't uh, don't say anything about this. That's all you had to say in 1947. Yeah. Yeah, you're you, a patriot, aren't you? Yeah. And patriots mm. keep their mouth shut about things we find. Um, which well, there's other uh, things related to that 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 uh, tie in. Um, general said it was a cover. Oh yeah. Uh, so then, uh, along Are those you lines, reading with, this off of a tablet, I, I have a bunch of notes, Tim. Did you write those notes? Yeah, I wrote all these notes. Well, well I copy and pasted some yeah, stuff that's too. Okay. So, this story... That's more uh, notes than I had about Boswell, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, how much could you have really learned about Boswell? <laughs> he was a horse. <laughs> well, he was a bay horse, and you don't even know what that is. <laughs> he ran some races. They thought he was going to be something. Yeah. Turned out not really to be anything. Well, he's still famous 80 years later, so... Yeah, I mean, you just claimed that uh, he might not be famous. Well, he is now. He's been mentioned on this podcast, yeah. Tim. Fame and yeah, fortune. Guess will what? Follow the Boswell craze is uh, is upon us. <laughs> Somebody's gonna call into the government soon. Hey, there's Boswell on my <laughs> ranch. Yeah, I just heard about the Boswell craze, and guess what? It's uh it's hit home. It's here on my ranch. People are gonna wear shirts that say like I wanna believe and it's got a picture of the horse. <laughs> is there a picture of the horse? No. Oh I assume he just looks like a horse though. Yeah. It might have been you know, I I feel like back in the 40s, they were like, like, don't bother taking pictures of horses. It costs too much money. <laughs> now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tom, you ever get stuck focusing on problems instead of solutions? All the time. You know, like... uh sometimes I get so overwhelmed mm -hmm. and I just start going down a rabbit hole. You know, if I'm uh, overextending myself in a number of ways and I'm always just going down all these worst case scenarios. Oh, everybody's going to be mad at me. I'm going to let everybody down. Yeah. You, and you uh, start I'm not... thinking of all your problems and adding them all up together. Exactly. And if you just had a different mindset, mm -hmm. focus on solutions instead, things would be a lot more manageable. Things would be a lot more easier. But it can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with a challenge in life. But when you learn how to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem-solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. Tom, mm -hmm. we're therapy boys. We love therapy, right? We, we do. We're pro-therapy on this show. Yeah, uh, it helps you uh, sort through some stuff, feel more like yourself. Yeah, you get um, to unload on somebody that uh, you know isn't uh, biased or anything. Yeah, relieve stress um, and uh, can really help with anxiety. Mm -hmm. Look, if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online, like you, Tom. Yeah. You're extremely online, they say. I know, yeah. Just like BetterHelp. Yeah. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists anytime. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. 
Visit BetterHelp.com slash Complete Guide today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash Complete Guide. This episode is sponsored by Indochino. Look, we all know style isn't like math. There's not one correct answer for everyone. Um, it's, it's about finding what's right for you. Finding the perfect suit is impossible. But finding a perfect suit for you is simple, thanks to Indochino. I did this. I did this myself. Um, I didn't have to do math. All I had to do was give them my measurements. Um, And this is what you do. You choose your favorite fabric and customize every detail to find the look that's perfect for you. Submit your measurements online or get measured in store. That's what I did. For a custom made-for-you fit at an incredible price. And with their fall collection featuring new colors and premium fabrics, you'll be in style all seasons long. All season long, even. Look, uh, the suit, hands down the best suit I've ever had. And I've had many suits. I've worn suits a lot. And when this suit came and I put it on, I wore it to the wedding uh, that I had gotten it for. Felt like a fool for ever showing up in, in another suit. It made me feel bad about all the previous suits I had. Um, I was so impressed with the customization. Um, after the wedding, I've, I've been I've been looking for every opportunity I can to wear a suit. Um, I've been wearing this suit everywhere out, and guess what? I get a lot of compliments on it. Every Indochino suit is made just for you. It's a tailored experience at a great price. Design a look that suits you perfectly, from the fabric to the cut. Uh, yeah, I had so many uh, fun choices to make. Shop their made-for-you suits starting at just $449 and premium fitted shirts starting at just $89. You can fine-tune every detail, lapels, linings, monograms, and more. I'm going to, I think, my one regret, they got some wacky linings that would be fun. Um, but I wanted one all-purpose suit that I could wear everywhere. So I didn't get a wacky lining, but I'm going to get another suit because it's going to fit just as perfectly. And I'm going to change up some of the stuff. I'm going to get different lapels. I'm going to get a fun lining. And I'll wear that to, I don't know, a clown's funeral or something. Look, get a premium personalized wardrobe without spending a fortune. Shop custom fitted shirts, casual wear, outerwear, and more. It's not just suits. They're always adding new designs and fabric options like their latest fall collection. And uh, you know what? You ready to elevate your look even further? Indochino lets you make any suit a tux. I don't know what that that entails, but it sounds pretty cool. Okay, design your perfect suit with Indochino. To get $50 off any purchase of $399 or more, use promo code GUIDE at Indochino.com. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O dot com. Promo code GUIDE. Now, Tim, I told you like the original story. So what's interesting is this really didn't become an issue or like a well-known thing, I think, until maybe 1980, maybe the late 70s. What? Yeah. Where this when just... E.T. came out. No, <laughs> E.T. didn't come out in the 70s. Uh, you know, I think it was the just kind of thing that like... How many times do I have to tell you <laughs> E.T. did not come out in the 1970s? It's 1982, you son of a bitch. I think it was just kind of the thing, you know, it was like a local oddity, a weird thing. And then, yeah, decades later, when there was like another UFO craze, people took another look at it. There was another UFO craze in the 70s? 
Yeah, that, after uh, like uh, Close Encounters, I think, ah, right, right, you know, right, there right. started being a lot more stuff again. And I think pretty much since then, it's just kept up, you know, right. it, it, the craze is never When ended. you were born and you're a ufologist of some renown, yeah. people are, uh, you know, always eager to hear what you have to say. Exactly. Uh, well, and I'll give my opinion about this at the end. You're a real rabble rouser. Um. So now in the 80s, it starts becoming a bigger thing. But this is also when like more stories start coming out. Uh, you know, I talked about the uh, the son, son of son of uh, Brazel and the neighbor and the son of the newsman. Like they came out and they were like, yeah, we saw all this weird shit. Uh, seven people claim to have seen it and five people handled it is is the, the version of it. Okay. Um, so two people were just looking but not touching, huh? Which honestly, can you blame them? If you saw some material, if if I called wouldn't you, you want to get get your hands on that uh, tin foil? If I called you up and I was like, Tim, I mean, pretend we don't both live in apartments in New York City, right? We both live on ranches. <laughs> You're building a treehouse. <laughs> Um, and I call you up, I'm like, yo, something crazy crashed at my ranch. Come over. And then I show you some material that's doing things you didn't think physically possible. And I'm like, oh, go ahead. Touch it. I don't know. When I saw Nickelodeon Gak, that didn't make us any a lick of but sense to me. you knew where Nickelodeon Gak came from. <laughs> Nickelodeon Studios in Orlando, Florida. Exactly. So you knew it was safe. But yeah. I'm saying something like this, I would be worried like, eh, is that r- radioactive? Am I going to get sick after I touch it? Right. Which is something that has come up a lot. Why you'll never be a magician, Tom. <laughs> Too afraid. <laughs> Too afraid to touch unknown Too afraid substances. of the unknown. Um. No, this is something that's come up. I feel like it actually hasn't gotten enough attention that there are a bunch of uh, like pilots who have had close encounters that then have later had like bad health problems. Yeah. That seem like uh, they could potentially be related. But then, of course, you know, whether the mind erased. Well, whether there's a cover up or not, I think the government doesn't want to be like, okay, yeah, uh, we'll cover the brain cancer that UFO gave you. Right. Uh, So they they just don't really get any help at all. That's got to suck. Like if this stuff is true, if like you had a close encounter with the UFO and it made you very, very sick and then everybody was like, "Ah, you're lying. (laughs) You made it up. Wouldn't that be infuriating? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like whenever anybody accuses me of lying. Yeah, especially about... About, like, even little things. Do you think... Like when somebody's like, oh, he who smelt it, dealt it. <laughs> it's like, no, I, I smelt it, but I did not deal it. Um, I mean, what do you... Have you ever had an experience in your life where something's happened that you can't explain it? Mm, no. Okay. Now, if you did, I though, understand everything that's happened to me. <laughs> I mean, Tim, I've seen a lot of things happen to you that I don't understand. Uh, I've seen you get hit by a car, and get up like nothing happened. Well, I was I was in search of a hamburger. There was a hamburger at the end of it. Um, I just wonder about, and I've never really had this happen to me either, but. I wonder if it would drive me crazy if I saw something that I just could, like, not a, like... It was like, one time. Mm-hmm. I had this frog, and whenever I was looking at it, 
<laughs> do a little dance and sing a little song. It's, uh, oftentimes had a tuxedo. Yeah, I remember you You showed me that frog. It was just a dead frog. I know. You thought it was just a regular run-of-the-mill frog. Yeah. It, I mean, it wasn't even. It was just, uh, you know, dead in the in the box. Yeah, but then as soon as you were gone, uh-huh. guy got up and freaking started singing and dancing yeah, again. Yeah, I remember you telling me that, but... Then you day. tried to show me again, and still nothing. Yeah, I guess you're right. Now that I think about it, that was infuriating. <laughs> we almost came to blows over it. Yeah, I remember you You were getting like real mad at the frog, too. Yeah, and, well, I thought he was going to be my, my ticket out and, of this And your, your wife was trying to take it away from you. She was uh, worried because yeah, I was going to leave you all behind and go on the, uh, the fr- dancing frog circuit. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but I just think about that, like not a like, oh, I saw like a UFO up in the sky. But if like a UFO landed in front of you, stayed there for like 10 seconds and then like zipped up out of the sky, how that would make you feel? I would assume that I was just like, uh, my memory was unreliable. <laughs> As it's happening, you'd be no. like, my memory is unreliable. <laughs> no, I'd see it happening. Uh-huh. Like, we all do this, right? Like, uh-huh. all these things that you remember, your memories, if yeah. you will, mm-hmm. they didn't happen that way. But I'm saying, like, if not if this happened when you were a kid. If this happened to you tomorrow, right. how would you feel in the immediate? Would I'd you, be like, in the immediate aftermath, you would just tell yourself, like, nope, that's my, that's the old memory playing tricks on me I think me it might just be like, not maybe not at that point my memory. I think it would be like, that's your mind playing tricks. And then be like, how many beers did you have at Tom's house? Uh-huh. Two? Well, <laughs> well that explains you, it. It's, it's been enough to make me hallucinate in the past. Well, what if somebody was with you, though, and you both saw it? And and talked about it immediately afterwards. So you were sure it wasn't a memory. Or you wrote it down right away. Right. Or you took, like, video of it. It seems weird to me when they uh, use uh, people's, like, diaries mm-hmm. or journals in, like, like court the cases. Court? Yeah. It's like... First of all, <laughs> yeah, the idea of like, well, obviously nobody would fake a diary. Yeah. And I was like, who's writing all the stuff that happens to them down every day? Yeah. I mean, I'd write it down if I was in a court trial one day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were like, do you have like a diary or a journal? Maybe where you, you can prove like, your whereabouts? Yeah, claim that you, where you, you know, wrote down that day that you didn't murder that person. And <laughs> yeah. I go home and write Wrote that down way. everything you did that day. October 16th, did not murder a lady today. Then <laughs> bring that to court. Yeah. And they'll be like, well, we gotta, we gotta, yeah. Even if I had wanted to, I was entirely too busy to murder a woman exactly. today. Yeah. And they'd be like, well. She's murdered on October 16th. The dates check out. Well, there's... All right. So let me give you another example of like a weird thing. Because like, I think even a UFO, you would be able to tell yourself like, oh, maybe that was like a secret government project or something. There's this guy that claims when he was a kid, I think he was in Mexico. When he was a kid, he was like playing in a barn and all of a sudden a portal opened in the floor and like a businessman with a hat on, poked, <laughs> listen, poked his head out, looked around, looked around and went, oops, and then ducked back in the portal closed. This kid saw that in a cartoon. <laughs> they didn't have, it was a while ago before cartoons did that kind of thing. But like, what if that happened to you? What that if, kind of thing. 
<laughs> and this one it was just uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, the mouse piloting a uh, the, the, the ship. No, this was like it was like a guy, you know, he was I don't know traveling through dimensions or through time or space, and like he, he ended up in the wrong spot, and he said "oops" and quickly corrected it. I'm saying like, what if something like that? Because even a UFO, it's like we understand like things can fly. You might see it fly faster than is possible. But like, what if like something like a portal opened up, somebody came out, they said, oops, they went back in the portal and the portal closed. And then in your mind, you're like, what the hell was that? Right. Well, yeah, how do you I think that I, would make so, you feel? Yeah, okay. I would think that was weird. Is that what you want? <laughs> that That's you all hear? I'm looking for. Right. Tim, I just want to hear you think, say that you would think that was weird. Yeah, hey, weird stuff a little would be weird. The, a little out of the ordinary. Do you believe these uh, kids that say they go to heaven? No, I don't think See, so. See, you think those kids are dimwits, but then some other kids in a barn and a guy sticks his head out of the ground, and you're like, oh, this kid's re- right as rain. Well, I just think, you know, the idea that a kid thinks he went to heaven after he died, that's it. Oh, honey, did you know you died? Oh, yeah, I went to heaven. <laughs> but a kid, oh, what were you doing in the barn? A businessman business popped man? out of a portal, said oops, and, and went back down. That's a creative kid, if nothing else. Somebody could have planted that in his head. Plant? Oh, I thought you were saying planted that businessman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, back to Roswell. This is when uh, you know '80s wacky stuff started coming out. This is when the idea that there were extraterrestrials involved. Uh, the original claims. Ah, post ET. It is post-ET, Tim. Uh, you know what? I'll hand that Steven one to Steven Spielberg has a lot to do with the resurfacing of all this uh, Roswell stuff. He sure now. does. But I think it was like, you know, was the first like 30 years of Roswell, there was nothing about any kind of bodies recovered. And then all of a sudden stuff starts coming out, but there were bodies recovered. Um, this guy, uh, Glenn Dennis, I think his name was. He was a mortician. Glenn Dennis. Mortician Dennis. Um he called a, uh, I think maybe it was Coast to Coast AM, the the like weird stuff show. Yeah. But uh, he called a show's hotline. Oh, no. No, it was Unsolved Mysteries. That's what, what? It's not in the notes, but I remember it now. It's Unsolved Mysteries. He called the show's hotline because they, they did a story about um, uh, UFOs and maybe even Roswell itself. There's new Unsolved Mysteries episodes. I haven't watched them yet. I'm yeah, very guess what, too. Tom? They're going to be very unsatisfying. You want to know why? The mysteries are unsolved. Yeah. It's not, I find that satisfying. Oh, when not there, me. When there are mysteries that are like not only unsolved, but you go, I have no idea what happened. Like, I don't even know how that person got killed, let alone who did it. So do you like uh, turn off murder mysteries before the third act? <laughs> no, because that you want something to it you know you 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 want that resolution unsolved mysteries they're doing what they say it's right on the label there i know and i don't and i'm not buying it no i'm leaving it on the shelf i'm like all right i want to hear some unsolved mysteries because sometimes you watch unsolved mysteries do you think you're gonna solve them uh sometimes it depends on the mystery but sometimes i've seen episodes of unsolved mysteries where they're they explain the whole story and you're like oh yeah her husband killed her (laughs) 
Right. Uh, yeah, he said he was at work, but uh, the only witness was like his brother. Nah, yeah. he did it. Well, don't forget about the journal. <laughs> That's, yeah, all, all he did was provide some <laughs> journal where he said he wasn't murdering anyone that day. Um, but when it's legitimately unsolved, like the one with the guy who fell from the sky and they don't know how the hell that happened. Yeah, he got pushed out of a helicopter. But even that's insane. How did he get in that helicopter? Nobody heard a helicopter. I know. And that's why I didn't like the show because I wanted to know how that guy died. (laughs) Um, Well, luckily there are people out there like Mortician Dennis, Tim, who uh, call up. Mortician? (laughs) I was stuck on the, the name Dennis Tim. I was like, it sounds like I'm referring to Tim as a dentist. Dentist Tim. Uh, Mortician Dennis. I thought it was Glenn Dennis. Yeah, but he's a mortician. That's not his first name. That's his (laughs) occupation. Why are you calling? Why are you saying that? Because that's how you refer to these people. Like... (laughs) You're reading from an article. Do, you know, Dr. You the thing. Dr. Tim Mortician Dennis. Uh, Dennis claimed to have received four or five calls from the Air Force Base, the Roswell Air Force Base, with questions about body preservation and inquiries about small or hermetically uh, sealed it's... caskets. Okay, that's where it's relevant that he's a mortician. Yeah. He further claimed that a local nurse told him she had witnessed an alien autopsy. Now, what I like about this is the Army called back four or five times. <laughs> like, wait, wait, wait. wait. Uh, <laughs> you got a uh, hermetically sealed <laughs> caskets? No? All right. Uh, <laughs> ring, ring. Uh, what about like a way to preserve a body? Like a tiny... No? All right. Well, what about a like a small... like? Uh, of course they would have like a more... Who was doing the autopsy? Uh, yeah, you would think... Gomer more, Pyle? Maybe, Tom. And they're like, look, just call up a local mortician. They'll walk you through how to yeah. do an alien autopsy. I think that the army probably learned a lot. From this, they probably have multiple morticians on staff. Nowadays, yeah. yeah. Um, and this guy, uh, Dennis, later started a Roswell UFO museum. So he is not a very reputable... All these, all these guys, they're not reputable. They're freaking uh, cash grab artists, yeah. Tom. Now, Tim, speaking of... Doing here? Uh, he's doing the money sign yeah. with both hands. Yeah. <laughs> both uh, hands flushed with... Cold hard cash. The the kind of cold hard cash he can only make by opening up a UFO museum in Roswell, New Mexico. <laughs> I bet that guy makes a better living than us. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if there are like uh limits nowadays on like how many uh, UFO museums they ha- they have in Roswell. Just by like town ordinance? Yeah, or if like me and you could go there and open up a new UFO museum. We don't museum. have anything to put in there. We would put on the sign like we have real aliens. Mm, what would we put? children uh we would just say there is a problem (laughs) (laughs) after they have bought the tickets so there'd be nothing there (laughs) there'd be nothing i don't know we take them into no this is an excellent business (laughs) we take them into a uh in a a town where there's steep competition (laughs) (laughs) we would offer literally nothing no and say there was a problem (laughs) We'd say there was a problem, but then we'd be like, all right, but look, uh, we, we're actually 
to make it up to you, we're going to let you handle some of these things. However, they're very sensitive to light. <laughs> so you have to go in this dark room, but we have a, a bowl of eyeballs in yeah. there. We have a bowl of intestines. We have a brain. Which is hair. Or something. Which you, you can touch all the stuff. Just yeah. please, please, please do not turn on your phone's light. That right. could cause it to disintegrate instantly. Right. No refunds. Um, but yeah, right. this, this is a good business plan. So I was going to say, Tim, uh, speaking of Roswell Records and the Foo Fighters debut album in 1995, do you remember Fox's Alien Autopsy in 1995? Of course I do, Tom. Yeah. It was, uh, that was one of those things where like, I don't think anybody over the age of like 20 in mm-hmm. 1995 would remember it like yeah. it was just like a footnote. No, it was like a pretty big deal. No, it was a big deal to <laughs> us because we were thirteen. <laughs> I remember it being the talk of the cafeteria too, and it was like big on like late night. Uh, I I'm joke. pretty sure I I think it was big on Wall Street too. <laughs> Yeah, I think on the yeah, stock it was big on Ca- Capitol Hill also. Yeah, I think on yeah. the stock floor, uh, the guy stopped yelling "buy and sell" for a few minutes just to be like, "They were like alien and autopsy." Yeah, hey, did you see uh, "buy buy sell sell"? Hey, did you see that uh, Fox special last night? Uh, that that's something I wish I had bought. You could sell it for a lot of money. Um, they could have bought stock in Fox. Maybe they did, and and on it they probably made out like bandits. Yeah, it's got to be worth a lot more now. Um, tell me about that because uh, it di- it seemed at the time real. Now this was in the Fox heyday. This is right around when they started doing the mass magician stuff. Yeah, a few Don't years lump later. That in. <laughs> Don't lump that in. That was quality television. <laughs> it was. This was when Fox. I don't know if it was like. Because of how they would promote things, or if it was just so much of it was fly by the sea of their pants, that all of a sudden they would have a commercial for something, and it would be like the craziest thing you've ever heard, like a TV show where they're going to show footage from the Roswell incident autopsy, and they're like, this week, Saturday. <laughs> yeah. You haven't, you haven't, you, like, you didn't hear anything about it until no, it was like, on, like, tomorrow. like <laughs> within 24 hours. Sorry, I just need to make a note that I want to watch those masked magician specials <laughs> when I get home. I mean, especially because, like, if this were true, it would be, you know, the biggest news in human history. Right. And they're like, uh, Friday after married with children. <laughs> um, so the alien autopsy special came out. They, they made all kinds of crazy claims. So they, they claim that the guys who bought the footage, that it was like found in an attic and, uh, you know, it was uh, somehow footage from those aliens that got found. They were autopsied. Was um, uh, Mr. Uh, Dennis in this? No, yeah, I don't. Was he like uh, uh, interviewed? Not that I recall, but he maybe. Yeah. I do remember them. Mortician Dennis. I do remember, you know, all these things too. They would like go so far out of their way to be like, we've thought of everything uh, to prove that this is true. So I, I do remember them having like a special effects artist on. 
I want to say maybe it was even like Rick Baker, or like some like famous special effects guy and had him watch it so that then he could say like, yep, that I couldn't I do couldn't that. I couldn't that. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, okay, that can't be faked. And then they said that they sent some Is of the- Is there f- anything stopping Fox in 1995 <laughs> from getting a guy and just putting a beard on it? A guy with a beard and be like, this is Rick Baker. Yeah. And he'd be like, hi, I'm Rick Baker. I couldn't do this. Or just showing him something different. Yeah. <laughs> um, they also, I remember, took like some of the frames and sent them to Kodak to verify that they were from 1947. And they had like a whole segment where they were like, yeah, you know, this is the way we verify this and uh, verified. Now, it came out not too long afterwards. It was fake. However, the men who had this footage claimed, yes, this is not the footage. However, this is an accurate recreation of footage that was shown to us. And, you know, if if somebody showed you actual footage of an alien autopsy, what would you do? Of course, you would hire a bunch of people to recreate it and then sell that as the authentic alien autopsy. I mean, it worked. And those guys are billionaires now. Now, I'm sure they're millionaires. I mean... You think they're millionaires (laughs) from alien autopsy? Maybe. I mean, they sold, like, videotapes of it and stuff. Yeah. I also think that they probably had, like, a great deal with Fox where Fox was like, we don't give a shit whether this is real or not. Yeah, and Fox was like, yeah, we don't give a shit. We'll give you (laughs) $23,000 for it. I don't know. But I do remember the autopsy being, like, pretty gruesome uh and pretty believable looking yeah uh, i mean fooled rick baker yeah well and i would like to see uh you know some behind the scenes of how that autopsy was done yeah i, I don't think they've really ever done that so then you got the conspiracy theorists saying yeah of course these guys had to come out and say it was fake because you know the men in black came and they were like we're gonna put you know holes through both of your heads Unless you tell them uh, all that stuff was nonsense. Oh, this is how they got around it. Okay. It was called Alien Autopsy, Fact or Fiction. Mm. So Fox was not taking any any sides. They're, they were remaining fair and balanced. Yeah. Um, and then, like, years later, they were like, oh, we don't even have to put fact or fiction in things. We can just uh, yeah. put stuff on the air. Just say whatever. Yeah. Sorry, Tim. Stan I apologize Winston. for getting uh, political. Stan Winston, yeah. I mean, that's uh, the Terminator and aliens and yeah. all kinds of I mean, stuff. He's not the Terminator. That's <laughs> he made the Terminator. Uh, Tim, there, there's further stuff that has uh, come out. One of which, w- uh, well, there are two different books that I've read about this. Right. The first one is called The Day After Roswell. I think this came out in the 90s. And this is from a guy named Colonel Philip Corso. Uh, And basically he claims to have like worked. um, I don't know if he claims to have worked in Roswell or not, but just kind of being in the mixer and all this. Right. And his big claim is that, well, he has two. And they're both like kind of believable. Uh, well, one isn't. One is he claims the Star Wars system that uh, Reagan made, mm-hmm. that Reagan did, that that was actually uh, to like combat aliens, and we won. 
Oh wow! Yeah, like the Star Wars had happened, and we and were we victorious. won. Yeah, okay. That wasn't like great to, news. It wasn't a, a nuke deterrent system. It was uh, a way to fight aliens with lasers and stuff, and we won. <laughs> but the other thing, which is, I find, uh, I I don't believe it, but I find it interesting and like it could be believable, is he claim that like the government kind of didn't want any ties to this stuff. So what they did, they took all, all the like interesting wreckage and debris and parsed it out to different uh like military contractors and private companies and basically said, "Hey, can you reverse engineer this for us?" Mm-hmm. And now this is something they had already done with uh Soviet technology. Okay. So it was like, you know, if they recovered some Soviet spy plane or whatever and found like a radar thing that they didn't know how to make it, they would take that radar thing. He's saying. <laughs> they would take that and send it to, you know, uh, Lockheed Martin. Yeah. yeah. Lockheed Martin or, or Fairchild or something. And they would be like, hey, uh, you can't ask where we got this. That's top secret yeah. but we need you It'd to like it, was, it was our, our main uh our main foe wasn't it well i think that's the thing that for the most part you know is like when they would take like a crash jet to them and be like we can't tell you where this came from but uh reverse engineer it for us uh but he claims they did it with uh alien technology and that it directly led to fiber optics hmm that there were fiber optics in this ship that we, you know, we were like, "What the hell is this stuff?" And they gave it to these people. They figured out what it was good for, and the magnetic induction for roller coasters leading <laughs> to the Aerosmith <laughs> Rock and Roller Coaster at Disney's MGM Studios. I mean, maybe some of the magnetic stuff could have eventually led to that. Uh, you know, fiber optics, yeah, has certainly trickled down to yeah. where you know, if you have a stereo cable, that's a fiber optic cable. Um, and, uh, the integrated circuit. So before the microprocessor, the, the thing before that, which then led to the microprocessor, uh, that, that, that's also where they came up with this. That part of what you said, Tom, was very boring. (laughs) Well, and it's also like a little bit ridiculous to think, uh, okay, that was the most advanced shit they had. Right. Like, and we were able to figure it out. Like, then how come we haven't gotten anywhere close to that in the, uh, you know, what is 70 years since. Um, so that's what, uh, that's what he claimed. This book, the day after Roswell has a forward, uh, from Senator Strom Thurmond, uh, who, a good, a good guy too, who was not told that the book would be called the day after Roswell. He was told it would be a memoir about this guy's, this Colonel's time in the military. <laughs> and apparently was very upset uh and you know it was forward i, I you want to know, know how, what, how it sounded when he got upset what uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, i i was told this would just be a book of racial slurs <laughs> <laughs> there's some goddamn alien stuff in here um i don't know if it's in the copy of the book i have i have to look but apparently like the forward 
has nothing about UFOs yeah. or it. So like, if you read, it, you'd be like, "Oh, that's weird." Yeah, why, why would they even want him to do? I mean, just to well, legitimize to let, it. Yeah. just let him blurb it. Well, and then well, they don't want him to blurb it. They don't want him to read it and yeah. then give a quote. Um, yeah, it gave it some legitimacy. And uh, in fairness, like the publisher, uh, I'm not sure who published it, but I think it was a pretty big publisher. They were like, this is a memoir. Like, this is about this guy's time in the military. Right. You know. It's full of lies, but. Well, I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of military memoirs that are full of lies that other people have written forwards to. So uh, you can still get it. Not all copies apparently have the forward, but apparently, like, if you buy the Kindle version, it still has that. Okay. So yeah, it doesn't matter. It's probably really I think boring. Strom, Strom Thurmond, he was like... Selling the good name of Strom Thurmond. <laughs> he couldn't figure out how to get it off the Kindle. <laughs> All right, what about the e-books, sir? Do you want it uh, taken a... Hey, what? Hey, what? What? Oh, What particular nationality are e-books for? <laughs> um, so that was one. Another book that I read... Annie Jacobson's Area 51, an uncensored history of America's top secret military base that came out in 2011. Mm -hmm. Now, this one was very controversial because, first off, this is actually a really good book that, like, the vast majority of the book just goes over, like, what is, I suppose, now publicly known about what has been tested in Area 51. And there really is some stuff where they're talking about it. And it's like, whoa, in the 50s, we had planes that could do this. And it's like, we don't have planes that can do that now. Uh, we probably do. <laughs> and Wait, do what? Like fly upside down? <laughs> Tim, they have, they've had planes that can fly upside down since uh, planes were invented. No, just planes that could fly like very, very high up. Like, you know, basically skip across the atmosphere. Mm. Uh yeah, these jets in the 50s, spy planes that were basically flying in space. You know, we're flying like above where Bezos is uh, flying up to and saying, oh, I went to outer space. Right. It's like, oh, there are jets in the 50s that were cruising that high. Um, and taking, Yeah, take that, Bezos, you idiot. And taking pictures. Uh, so the book's fascinating from that perspective of like all the different things things they did during the cold war things they tested like you know spy craft all that stuff but then like the very last chapter she's basically like all right like this is a deathbed confession i can't uh like name this person i think in the book it said like i can uh, it wasn't deathbed i think it was like the person said I can name them after they're dead, but I can't name them now, but like they'll be dead soon. <laughs> Something like she Have you checked it. in? The person has since died, and I believe the name is out there of who people Strom Thurmond. It wasn't Strom Thurmond. But basically she claimed that like a high ranking military officer told her Nobody had ever hear, heard of. Was it General George Patton? <laughs> told her that What had actually happened in Roswell was the Soviets, uh, just like we took a bunch of Nazi scientists after World War II and built our, you know, space program Mm -hmm. based on their rocket knowledge, the Soviets took a bunch of scientists too. Now they claim that the Soviets used Joseph Mengele, the, the, you know, infamous sick, uh, 
uh, yeah, like, not a good guy. Yeah, uh, a Nazi doctor who did all kinds of like experiments. Ex- and stuff. Yeah, yeah, just like un unbelievably disgusting inhumane experiments uh, during World War Two. That the Soviets got him, and this and Stalin himself was like. We want to do a war of the worlds on America. What we need you to do Smart. is is make some children that look like aliens. Like you're very, you know, good at not having. This like, is what somebody said on their deathbed. Yeah, uh, not this. Tale. They no. To be fair, it wasn't a man on his deathbed saying, "Here's what I need you to do, Joseph Mengele." <laughs> this is my dying wish. No, no. This is Stalin. This is Stalin saying basically, like, "Hey." You're a real fucked up guy. Do all that fucked up stuff you love to do and just make some really fucked up looking children, like radiate them, whatever. Um, And then uh, we're going to, I don't know if they even killed them. How would this guy know that this happened? Because they figured it out. And then he claims that they stuffed all these kids, either dead or alive, into a flying saucer in Mexico and used a catapult to fling this flying saucer into New Mexico, have it crash. The idea being that, you know, Americans would find this crash UFO with these things, you know, these children, deformed children that looked like aliens inside of it. And it would cause pandemonium yeah. uh, and and get the Americans' eyes off Russia and be worried about aliens instead. Hmm. I mean, it's a bel- maybe they were trying to get. Remember in Independence Day when the world started working together? Yes. Maybe Stalin was like, "Hey, it's finally time for us to all start working together." And how can we inspire our greatest foe, the United States? That does sound a lot like Stalin. <laughs> you mentioned it. You did think that way. Yeah, he's like, "We'll all let bygones be bygones," and like, uh-huh. we'll know that we're not really mobilizing against that. Like that was. Yeah. The sick fuck to put some kids in the thing or whatever. <laughs> sick fuck. I think it was Mexico. <laughs> That's where it came from. Um, but that is what this guy claimed why even today it's top secret. That like, yeah, it wasn't a UFO, but there is a reason why it had to be kept top secret for so long. Because it was this just like, really fucked up thing and also it like it was the russians like launching a projectile you know on u.s soil um but i i don't buy that it, it, that's like more far-fetched than aliens in my opinion um tom i just want to b- before you get into the next thing uh-huh we're, i just want to let you know we're, we're running low on time yes yeah we're i want to fact up. check you here uh-huh uh stan winston Yes. Claimed his comments was ta- were, were taken out of context. Claimed that he clearly stated in his interview that the that he believed the footage was in fact a hoax, mm-hmm. but that those parts of his statements were not aired. So then, what did he say? Like, I couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they show him like a video of a guy juggling bowling pins. <laughs> yeah, they showed him uh, Michael Jordan in the nineteen ninety three slam dunk contest. I couldn't do that. Um. Yeah. Uh, if you like the show, you can find out more at tcgte.com. Oh, I didn't want to. I didn't know. Tom, no, I know I've got more to say after. Okay, all right. 
You can find all of our social Felt media links there. <laughs> All of like, I've never seen you this happy. I I've like never jo- seen you like. Uh, felt like Joseph own. Stalin trying to trick the Americans with deformed children. Joseph Mangle made. Um, uh, you can find our social media links there: Reddit, Discord, all that stuff. Uh, you can find our social media links <laughs> there. Good impression. Check out patreon.com slash complete guide for our other podcasts, books of podcasts. This week we're reading the lottery, uh, all about how to, how to win big by Shirley Jackson as part of Halloween month. Buy uh, your tickets now. We, I bought, I bought all. No, the- don't buy your tickets now. Listen to us oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then buy your tickets. Yeah. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Reynolds. Follow me at your pal, Tim. Tim, uh, the, the idea that the president, or at least that, well, so like a bunch of presidents have talked about this uh, on the record. Uh, I mean, not a bunch. I think it's mostly like Clinton onwards mm-hmm. because like Clinton onwards is when like presidents would go on talk shows and stuff yeah. and then of course be asked about it. But in uh, June 2020, then President Donald Trump when asked if he would consider re- releasing more information about the Roswell incident, said, I won't talk to you about what I know about it, but it's very interesting. So they didn't tell him anything. Yeah. <laughs> or if they did, it didn't sink in. Yeah. Because otherwise, he definitely would have uh, said what he knew by now. Yeah. But also, I mean, th- these are the same. Th- this is like the actual deep state. <laughs> The, you know, the the claim of uh, like the government hiding UFOs and everything that it's like, oh, no, that if there is a deep state, that's what they're doing. That's the black budget uh, operation. Yes. The shadow government. And like, yeah, they're the people that's like, no, president's only in for 48, four to eight years. We don't tell them shit about this stuff like that's for us to handle. Yeah. Uh, Tom, you're railing about the deep state finally makes sense to me. <laughs> I, just well, wanted to, I just wanted to bring Donald Trump and the deep state into this yeah, by, by the uh, end of it. We usually edit those parts out, but I guess we'll leave it in. I, yeah, Tom I figured episode. I was like, yeah, this, this is going to be too integrated. You're not going to be able to, to censor me this week. Tom, this is a uh, dyed-in-the-wool freaking Tom episode. Yeah. What do you think? Um, I, I don't think anything crashed there. I think that, that there was wreckage. There was like a screw up where they put out that press release, uh, saying there was a flying saucer. And since then, everything's just been, wait, what do you think it was? What do you think? I, I think it was like a weather balloon. Uh, and they I just... mean, there are, uh, I, I believe the government said it was part of l- much, much later said it was part of project mogul which was like a high altitude weather balloon to try and hear uh, nuke explosions coming from Russian tests. Mm. So like a weather balloon won't necessarily, like people hear weather balloon and they're like, uh, they're trying to say it's some innocuous thing. Like, oh, we want to know when it's going to rain this week. But it's really like, no, there can be. Yeah, where it was like, oh no, they were trying to spy on the Russians to see if they could hear uh, atomic bomb explosions from the upper atmosphere. And so, of course, when that crashed on a random ranch, 
they were like, oh shit. All right, clean up everything. Make sure nobody got pictures of this. Make sure nobody talks about it. We mm. we And then people coming around saying, like, wait, this is a crazy thing. And then they'd be like, I know the per some jackass, some first year PR guy at the army is like, I know it'll throw people <laughs> off the scent. Do you know about this uh, saucer craze going on right now? <laughs> yeah. Let's say it's part of that. Yeah, and then somebody else, you know, the next and day, Harry being Truman like, called up the next day, be like, "The fuck you do? <laughs> you made they're going to be talking about this on podcasts uh, seventy years from now." And he's like, "What cast?" He's like, oh, "I've said too much." <laughs> he, uh, he had access to a, yeah. a time viewer; he could see. Into I mean, the they future. all do. Yeah, nobody's asked any of them. Yeah, when you were in office, did you have a time viewer? Did they? Am I wrong? Mm-hmm. Did they not make it a military base after the fact? No. I'm thinking of Area 51. Area 51 was already a military base by this point. Yeah. No, see, I get Roswell and Area 51 all confused. Yeah. They're not too far from each other, but like uh, they they are very far from each other, but there's like desert in between right. them. So, uh, yeah, no, but just the whole thing. Yeah, I was wrong. Well, I mean, I thought this was about a horse named Boswell <laughs> coming yeah. into it. I mean, I I think it's a great story. I I also find it hard to believe that you know some alien te- uh, culture has the ability to come here. And like their first month, they create a craze, and one of these idiots crashes their UFO. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, don't, I don't buy that. There's just not a lot of. St- it, it was only like 30 years later that anything interesting was said about it, where, you know, a bunch of these people were already dead, and people came out and they were like, actually, now that that person's dead, let me tell you what they said to me. Yeah. Uh, like I said, it took 31 years for somebody to say, actually, no, they recovered aliens. And then that changed into, well, they recovered bodies, but also two living aliens. And they took them to Area 51 and they lived for like another 10 years and they helped uh, the military out making things. Come on. Come on. Hey, you don't bullshit a bullshitter. Yeah. That's a good story. Yeah. I'd like to go uh, open up a museum there one day. Tom, this is what we gotta do. Well, no, you already, you already, uh, you already laid out the plan. I would have just said the same thing. <laughs> well, Tim, that's how we know we're on the same page. <laughs> just tell them there was a problem. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it works for just about any kind of, not even museum, just a business. Yeah, you know, you open up a subway franchise, you take somebody's order, you, hey, let me ring you up. Uh, I apologize. There's been a problem. <laughs> yeah, and people can take it up with their credit card. Yeah, uh, but but we only it, take cash. If you'd like to uh, come into this other room, uh, lights are off, but we have an alien body in there that you can feel. It's just a child that you've done <laughs> things to. <laughs> it's a uh, grotesquely deformed child. <laughs> See you next week. That was a headgum podcast.